0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dad on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons. And I'm Joshua Simmons. We are two brothers who love fly fishing, our families, and are men of faith. But like most of you listening, we're still not experts on any of those subjects.
1: So our hope is to speak with as many people that we believe are experts on these subjects and pose the questions that most of us are asking.
0: So thanks for joining us along the journey as we seek to inspire and encourage dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, fatherhood, and faith on the fly.
2: Coming up on today's episode, because the river don't talk, the river don't care where you've been, what you've done, why it is you're standing there. It just flows on by whispering to your soul. It's gonna be all right, the river just knows. Being in the military and all that stuff you know a lot of times, I would be places and nobody knew what I went through or what, you know, my platoon and other people went through, but I did. And I always felt like people kind of had this prejudgmental, you know, look at you. And once I read that poem, it just being in the river, it made me understand that that was a day for me that I could go out there and the river doesn't care who you are, how much money you make, where you've been, what tragedy you've been through, what great things you've been through. It's just you in the river and you can get out there and just be, you know, you can be with yourself and that's okay.
1: That was Mr. Taylor Clarman with River Run Angling in East Tennessee Coming up on today's episode of the Dazzle on the Fly podcast Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dazzle on the Fly podcast I am Caleb Simmons joined by my brother Joshua Simmons Joshua, how are you man? Man, what
0: a great two days here we are sitting uh, As everybody can probably hear We are uh, recording live from the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival And we have had a great two days here with uh, all kinds of cool people, man, from dads on the fly, from new dads on the fly, to dads and sons
1: walking by, and awesome fly shops we met, cool people, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, man, it's been so much fun. It's been really great. We've had a lot of our uh, guests that we've had on the show, and we finally got to shake their hands and meet them in person, uh, getting to... Talk to Mr. Tom Rosenbauer and our friend Howie Fisher, and uh, so many of the great people that we've had a chance to interview. And um, got I to meet Beau Beasley, I who puts on this show. And man, it's been so much fun. Love this. I
0: think Mr. Howie Fisher will love the fact that you just put him in the same sentence <laughs> as Mr. Tom Rosenbauer. That was a great
1: move right there. Howie, and we got, got brother in our, our book, In our book, Howie, man, you're just as awesome. So, uh, yeah, man, this has been so much fun uh, getting to meet a lot of people, connect with a lot of folks, uh, getting people connected to dads on the fly, which has been really cool. And um, yeah, man, loving this. Yeah, so, we got uh, uh, first time ever coming to a fly fishing festival. Yeah, been we
0: pretty spectacular. I think shows are awesome. If you've not been to a fly fishing show, you should come to one. Um, still got people moving around here this afternoon as the show winds up. We've got our good buddy uh, Tyler from Drumroll Charters right beside us with his. Huge boat that every kid that has come by has wanted to play on. That's been super fun, and uh, that's
1: hey, led we, to Hey, we some... can say we got your wife Laura on a boat. Yeah, we got Laura on a boat. Yeah, so, my uh, wife Laura on the boat. Pretty awesome. The um, only time that'll ever happen because it wasn't we, on the
0: water. We can Photoshop so. <laughs> some water under it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, a couple of cool things we need to announce before we talk about this week's episode, man. Um, anything else from the show you just want to talk about? As always, the community of flatfishermen, just and women, flatfisher people flatfisher anglers all those
1: uh people have just been awesome yeah i mean this just proved to me more and more again the amazing community that fly fishermen are um being able to meet all these great people being able to talk to them hear their stories uh being able to connect with a lot of other um Uh, just organizations that are doing some really great things like we got to talk to uh, alter fly fishing and we're gonna uh, hopefully have the guy who leads that on in a few weeks um, join us for an episode and being able to talk to the folks at uh, real recovery and casting for recovery and just meeting all these great organizations that are that are making a big difference in people's lives has been so great yeah big shout
0: out to Bo he has obviously done a great job making this show what it is uh thank you Bo for all that you've done for the fly fishing community and for this show especially it was an awesome show that you put on this weekend we've had a great time we've met a lot of people we've uh, booked some guests for future shows uh for sure which has been a fun time and
1: man i mean we could do this all the time but you know gotta go back to those (laughs) those real world jobs we got got jobs yeah so uh well cool man i know you said you wanted to announce a few things and then uh we're gonna dive into today's episode which i'm really excited about yeah, I think the first thing we want to announce is just to remind everybody,
0: first of all, if this is your first Dads on the Fly show, um, listen to us. Maybe you met us this weekend. Thank you for joining the Dads on the Fly community. And we would love to uh, hear from you. Make sure to, if you get a chance to give us a rating or a view or just tell a friend. That means a lot to us and really gets the word uh, for the show out. And number two, always a reminder about the 2023 Dads on the Fly is now available to uh patreon
1: if you want to say a little bit about the patreon caleb yeah so patreon is a great way to uh, if you love what we're about and are uh, wanting to be a part of making more content that encourage dads to be intentional in their kids lives and being able to use fly fishing as a means to do that uh, join us on patreon Uh, you can just go to patreon.com search for dads on the fly Um, there's going to be some special stuff coming there uh, here in the next few weeks and uh, if you uh, sign up to give monthly to this podcast that helps us just pay for certain things like being able to come to shows and get the word out or uh, producing this podcast and some of the stuff that goes in to that. So uh, thank you to all of our Patreon sponsors. And if you're thinking about it and got questions, feel free to shoot us a message.
0: Yeah, I also want to give a big shout out since uh, we're getting a great look right now from your wife. Like she's just about had enough, uh, kind of tired. But I want to give a big shout out to the wives for uh, coming with the dads this weekend. Uh, Foster also came with us, and I think they all had a great time. It was, uh, I think they've... Probably had enough of fly fishing for, for, for a couple of weeks. Um, they're a little spent, but uh, they were troopers and have been all over with us. And uh, when we weren't around the booth, we were able to tell people what we were about. And so we want to thank them for uh, coming with us. Since they probably won't listen to this episode, we want to <laughs> say it publicly that uh,
1: they're being thanked right now. Yeah, thanks, babe. Uh, you guys have been awesome. And, uh, hey, if nothing else, though, we got to experience We did, your Your wife is the foodie and she is allowed to pick all the restaurants from here on out because we ate great in Richmond including going to give a shout out because I'm sure they're listening to this podcast the Sugar Shack in downtown Richmond like holy cow yeah my the man has the Donuts shack. I've ever eaten so uh yeah man super cool he hooked so, us up
0: with some Donuts we they some were awesome um, great place to come man just to hang out in Richmond also met some super cool fly shops um, that are local here that we're going to hope to connect with in the future and so just a lot of cool opportunities want to throw that out there uh, just thank you to them what else about this show have uh anything that you saw at this show maybe you had not seen before um that you wanted to mention man i
1: don't know uh i know there's a lot going on yeah huh? i know i mean it's been so great uh being able to watch some of the casting instruction and being able to talk to some of those guys who teach a lot of this stuff about fly fishing has been really neat um being able to gain some knowledge from them you know, i've had just as much fun hanging out in the hotel lobby talking to people who are uh big into this industry and uh, learning from them so it's been spectacular i mean the thing that that i get excited about is um i think jess from the mayfly project, project told us one time that like you know the fly fishing community is like super passionate and uh i think like i said the thing that i love is a lot of these passionate people getting poured into not just uh fly fishing but like causes that help other people too like um you know Mayfly Project, and uh, Miss Mayfly, and um, Project Healing Waters has been here, and so that's been a lot of fun to talk to a lot of those folks.
0: For sure, and I want to just make sure and just say it again. People have been so open to what we're about, having conversations, uh, interested. It was just so cool. I kind of went around anybody I could see pushing a stroller. Um, <laughs> there was a the dad. I was a lot like, of family yeah, you here, need, man. need to great. come see us, so that was awesome. Um, so this week's episode let's talk a little bit about how this happened
1: yeah so well we mentioned uh just mentioned project healing waters and so we're excited for today's episode with uh mr taylor clarkman uh taylor uh is a god uh on the uh, south holston and watauga rivers in east tennessee and um taylor actually reached out to us i think he found our show found our podcast and uh knew we wanted to fish those rivers and so he reached out to us and was like hey guys y'all come get on the boat with us we got a chance to do that and uh they were like man we want to get you on the show and get to tell his story and um he's got a really awesome story i can't wait for our listeners to hear it
0: yeah it's a great story and we got to have a cool day of fishing and um here comes foster smiling with some more free goodies he's gotten from another booth <laughs> your son um, has
1: racked up on the free goodies yeah
0: he's gotten free goodies from he's everywhere he's gotten hats the, and stickers and the, the, the mascot awesome. of the uh Virginia <laughs> fly fishing wine <laughs> <laughs> festival so for sure um but yeah guys you're gonna enjoy this episode we hope you uh give us some feedback let us know how it was just talking to Mr. Taylor. Awesome guide, awesome dude, super cool story. I found this one
1: um, super inspiring, man. and just super cool. Yeah, it's an awesome episode and uh, great conversation with our guys. Ooh, they're announcing something here. Something's Hope going that on with us. the mic there. But um, before we even dive into this episode, we want to remind or tell our folks about one other thing. We announced it on Instagram. Oh, shoot, I almost and, forgot. And uh, right next to us uh, this weekend at the Fly Fishing Show has been our buddy Tyler with Drumroll Charters. And we're excited this weekend. Uh, we made a business deal, which is like weird because I didn't think we would deal? ever do that. Yeah, man, I mean, you, it's some, a you, know, well, a you it's know, a partnership. Sure, whatever. It's a collaboration. A collaboration. Hey, that's what he better. called it. Yeah, so we're collaborating with Drumroll Charters and October 13th, 14th, and 15th, we are gonna be hosting another uh, father-son retreat down on the east eastern part of north carolina this father-son retreat is going to be a little different uh we are asking for adult sons and their adult dads um if they're interested we're going to be hosting a retreat down there in moorhead city north carolina uh october 13 14 15th going to be some campfire hanging out good food and then that saturday uh going to be taking uh drumroll charters's boats out and fishing for some uh some albies and doing some saltwater fly fishing And so it's going to be a great time Fishing on Saturday, fishing on Sunday um, Follow our Instagram or shoot us a message If you want more details about that It's going to be an awesome time And uh, I cannot wait for that trip
0: Yeah, All the details are on Instagram It's going to be all inclusive Like our uh, other retreat And this one is going to be a little smaller So we don't have many spots for this one We're going to do it the right way And folks After what Tyler's told me about like Where we're going to get to have a sunset campfire and where we're gonna get to fish. It's gonna be well worth um how we're doing this. And we're doing it once again for a price point that we think um is really about dads being with their sons, even though they might be dads too. Yeah. So uh that's kind of the way we were looking at this one. Hope that you will uh reach out to us about it. As always just send us a DM. Um we're gonna get you connected to Tyler to do all the bookings and uh can't wait man. I'm excited. Yeah, man. I'm gonna go try that uh, Tyler's Boats out before
1: October so I'll have a little experience by then but uh it's gonna be a fun time that's great man well hey uh let's go ahead now and uh, again thanks everyone for checking out this episode and we hope you enjoy our conversation with Mr. Taylor Klarman Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Trout Routes Joshua, one of the things that we love to do is to explore new water, and we have found an amazing new resource to help us do just that. Whether it's going out west in places we've never been before or finding new water right here in western North Carolina, Trout Routes has become an amazing resource to help us find more trout to catch. Yeah, Caleb, created in 2019,
0: Trout Routes is an app providing the most complete resource available to trout anglers while on and off the water. The mission of Trout Routes is to empower anglers to explore the public trout waters across the United States. They are also proud to work with backcountry hunters and anglers, Trout Unlimited, and United Women on the Fly in 2023 to grow the sport, improve conservation, and fight for public land access. Caleb, I can't tell you a better thing to use if you're a new or an experienced angler to find a place to fish than to use the app Trout Routes. And as of January 3rd, 2023, the entire lower 48 states are now covered by the Trout Routes app. So check them out on your Android or Apple phone today. Well, welcome everyone to Dads on the Fly tonight. And uh, Caleb, man, we got to do something today that we have been wanting to do for quite a while. And we got a good friend with us. That uh, we're going to talk about and introduce here in a second. But uh, we got to float a new river today, but not in our boat. So we actually did a smart thing and had somebody show us a river before we floated it. Unlike some of our other adventures. Yeah,
1: I'm actually pretty proud of you for taking the time to actually, you know, not just be like, Hey, oh, no, nah, we can do it. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. I'm really glad we sought some expert advice today because if we hadn't... Yeah, we probably would have been in trouble if we'd have tried to float this river by ourselves for the first well,
0: time. Yeah, so... I don't know, maybe it's been a couple months ago, had a, a guy reach out um, and come to find out he's doing some guiding up here on the river that we got to float today. So we find ourselves in East Tennessee and uh, for the first time got on the South Olsen River, man.
1: Yeah, it was awesome, and so uh, excited to, to bring on to the podcast Mr. Taylor Clarman. Taylor, thanks for joining us, man.
2: Yeah, man, it's a pleasure, and uh, really, really grateful to have you guys come up here today and and, uh, and float with me and uh, get to show you the river and uh, kind of look forward to the the coming year and uh, the exciting things that you guys got going on.
1: Well, dude, we're pumped, man, and I uh, can't thank you enough for your hospitality and um, for showing us the water and showing us, uh, letting us hang out here and uh, record uh, here at your house right now, and um, man, we're... We're grateful we can't thank you enough for what we got to do today so really appreciate you
2: well we appreciate you guys coming and uh you know like we talked about a little bit on the boat it's just part of the industry you know we got to reach out and make those connections and uh you know after viewing you guys and seeing what you're doing uh just throwing that hand out there and saying hey if you guys want to come over here and, and let me show you the river a lot of the river. Saw a lot of
0: river today man <laughs> we, we motored today man
2: yeah, so uh, today we put in at the at Emmett Bridge uh, near the South Holston Dam and uh, floated down to J Forest. So that's uh, a little over three quarters of the river today. So uh, fair to say, you guys will be good and stretched out next time you come. You'll you've seen it all for the most part.
0: Yeah, it was one of those days where uh, we got some sun finally, and then we've all been kind of super cold. And we got a day to get out and just explore. We obviously fished, but we got to do more exploring and see. The water, the spots, um, just kinda see the river for the first time. Heard a lot about it. Uh, great river. Um got to ride in what we kinda Taylor's Cadillac. Cadillac <laughs> boat today, baby. Yeah. A lot different than what we're used to. Yeah, a little, little different than ours. But Which but was I have awesome. no fear that we can we can bring the rat, man, and make oh, a trip yeah. out of it. We'll fire it up. Uh, we can make it happen. But uh, it was it was a fun day, man. We really appreciate it. Just uh, seeing a bunch of people on the water and you know, stopping at a cool spot before we got going caught little, some fish little lunch caught some fish and uh it was it was all around just great day that we don't get to do very often man like yeah. a full day where we were um not having to take anybody else fishing or not responsible for really anything so yeah, it, it was weird
2: enough. it was weird
1: and uh told you that Taylor.
2: that that, that feeling of having somebody else on the oars and uh you know taking the boat there and back you know every every now and again i get to uh jump on with other guides that i hang out with and uh you know, at the end of the day, there's a little confusion in it because you get home and you're just not as tired as you were of a full-day guiding. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good feeling, so I'm glad you guys got to enjoy it, and yeah, I enjoy man. it as well. Well, Taylor, um, we learned a lot about you today, and we got to hang
1: out and had some great times on the boat and uh, caught some fish, but one of the things we talk about all the time uh, on our show is the fact that, you know, the fishing is just the catalyst for what we get to do, um, it, building those relationships with other people uh, and uh, getting to know some awesome guys like yourself. And we'd love to dive into a little bit more of your story, man. Uh, you told us a little bit about it on the boat today. Uh, you told us about the fact that, um, you know, kind of how you got into fly fishing. And so So for those who, who don't know Taylor, uh, Taylor's a former Marine um, and then uh, found himself uh, doing some different things. And then now he's guiding and doing some other stuff. And uh, he's sold out to this fly fishing community, <laughs> you would say. And so... Tell us how all that happened, man. Tell us a little bit about your story. Dive into as much as you would like.
2: Yeah, so I'm a, originally raised up a, a spinning rod fisherman and, you know, the, the salt life, as people say. And it uh, was really a blessing growing up in that kind of area and, and having the access to that kind of outdoor stuff. Uh, just came from a family that loved outdoors and, and uh, so really grew up in that salt life. And, you know, we always had boats around and, and friends, and it was a, a good deal. And I uh, found myself in the Marine Corps uh, shortly after high school. Um, little failed attempt at college, which I think a lot of people do, uh, just really wasn't for me and, and kind of ended up going in the Marine Corps. And uh, while I was in the Marine Corps, uh, did a, a combat tour to Afghanistan, uh, got, got injured while I was there. And when I came back, uh, went back to my job for about a year and then uh, just was kind of having some issues. And and ended up getting attached to the Wounded Warrior East Battalion on Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, I was there one day, and kind of when you're in Wounded Warriors, your, your daily job isn't what your daily job used to be. So uh, one of my, I guess you call it, they're, they're called combat casualty nurses. Uh, they're just kind of in charge of your recovery plan and, and what you're doing. Came to me one day, and they said, hey, you know, here's an activity sheet, and uh, whatever you pick on it to do, we're going to send you out to go and do actually got linked up with project tilling waters through that event and uh john mauser has a lot to do with uh project tilling waters now he was the first person to put a fly rod in my hand and they took us over to cherokee north carolina there was a group of us you know they had guides for us for the day and uh we were walking around and i i still have the pictures of it somewhere on my phone or on my laptop but i was in the in the center of this river in cherokee north carolina i was with with my guide for the day and I look over, and this was a part I, did, I forgot to tell you guys or just didn't think of it, but uh, this big elk just walks out into wow. the center I, of the river. I had a feeling that's where this was going. Like, yeah. We fish right there all the time. And, and I had no idea that elk even existed on the East Coast at this point, yeah, right? Sure. Like, it just wasn't a part of my life. Yeah. And um, and I look over, and my heart's beating. It's racing. And I, you know, I'm like, what are we doing? The guy kind of looks at me. He's got a smirk on his face, and he's like, just keep fishing, you know, do that. And shortly after, I, I netted, or he netted for me, it was like an 18-inch bow. And from that day forward, I was just habituated with fly fishing. I mean, it just it took it just took me over. Um, and so I finished out, and I ended up being medically retired out of the Marine Corps in 2015. Uh, had a captain that I served with uh, gave me a call, and he was my last captain that I served with in combat. And he called and he said, uh, "You know, I heard you out of the military." And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Well." My family owns this ranch in East Oregon. You can come live out here, ranch hand. If you want to fly fish, you know, I'll teach you how to be a fly fishing guide. They had 2.1 miles of uh, private river of the Willow River that ran through the property. And so it was one of those life-changing moments where I just didn't even think about it because I'd been home three months. You know, I was a little confused at life after spending that amount of time in the military and just didn't really have a direct path. I honestly think I I I was being a security guard at a hospital. And, you know, it just... It wasn't, you know, foot in the bill, and so I adopted a dog, and uh, my mom actually drove with me cross country out to Oregon, and she ended up flying back. But I got there, and uh, you know, I spent I spent a little over a year out there, and uh, it really did some some good healing process for me uh, as far as coming out of the military, and you know, I I just got to fly fish, and those were really the daily decisions that I was making, uh, which in the scope of things, when you're looking at that. It doesn't really seem like a whole lot but with what comes with that entity of being in the nature you know being in the river and it was just a healing process for me overall and uh i spent my time out there and it served its purpose and uh my brothers kept having kids i have two older brothers and so i eventually landed back in alabama finished a bachelor's degree started working for the uh, state department of alabama i was a benefit specialist for the va And, uh, did that for some times while I got my MBA uh, in business and literally it just was one of those things where it was like, you know, at 17 years old, I think I was bound and destined to do two things. I think one of them was to be in the military. I was just one of those guys that actually enjoyed it and needed it. And, uh, the second thing was, is like, I always felt like I should have been a fishing guy. You know, this is when I grew up in the salt. And so I just got on Google and ended up finding this little paradise in East Tennessee. And it's a running joke with my family and friends. I tell people I live in Canada just for the fact I don't want them coming here because I don't want the market, <laughs> you know, to get flood, not even the market, just the living. It's such easy living. It's a hidden gem in America. I think a lot of people don't even know that it exists. And they, of course, they will now even more with you guys' podcast. But I came up here, um, ended up ordering a boat from Stealthcraft, took them about a year to to build it. And uh during that time I just kind of laid low, worked at a bar and grill and then uh eventually found myself working a veteran outreach coordinator position uh, with a nonprofit called Appalachian Sustainable Development and uh so I run that program for them and then I launched my website uh 2021 of November and, uh, you know, just hit the ground running this year, guiding and trying to make these connections and uh, just put on the best trip possible for people. But that's, you know, a roundabout way and directive of how I ended up in East Tennessee and guiding. I, I've got a couple follow up questions. I think my first one would be uh,
0: got learning how to guide in Oregon. So is what kind of experience is that in uh, and, and a ranch? So I'm feeling like Oregon fishing, maybe a little different from our. Mountain fishing here or some similarities?
2: Yeah. And so we, we kind of hit on that a little bit today, you know, to circumnavigate and come back as far as the different rigs go. So, you know, out west, your water, uh, the CFS rate is a lot bigger. Uh, the rivers are bigger. the You know, everything's bigger. And so out there, we used a lot of bounce rigs, a lot of drop shot and things in that nature. Uh, got to meet Devin Olson, who, you know, he's just this world renowned, amazing Euro nympher and got to do a little bit of that. Um, but learning that out there, I think, sharpened my skills for coming here. And a tailwater system is completely different from what we were doing out there. But to bring some of those skill sets here, you know, it's like we talked about today with the drop shot rigs that we were running. Um, you know, there's just certain times of the year that you have to use certain methods in order to, to get in front of those fish's face where they'll eat. And that was kind of one of them. So uh, I really feel like a lot of things that I did out there that transpired over to here um it's helped me in my skill sets
1: for sure well man uh first of all again thank you thank you for your service and what you did and um we we appreciate you for that and well i uh, love
0: hearing how that that like fly fishing we hear these stories how fly fishing means stuff to to other people and and it's it's like it was it was a good thing it's been a good thing for you that you have now made a career and that that's that's really cool to hear because it wasn't like, your career at first. You didn't go into this thinking that was what you are going to do, but it, it's been you a place of healing, a place to find solace. And like you said today, multiple times on the water, like, sometimes you just have to pick up the oars, anchor, and turn around and look. Like, in that one yeah. section about how, how beautiful in a place we were just to, to find that peace.
2: Yeah, and that that goes back to saying how, how big of a hidden gem East Tennessee is, but – uh you know, and it's funny, there's, uh, you know, sometimes you go through uh, through spells where, you know, you don't have a trip this week, or you don't have a trip for a week and a half, and, you know, I'll, I'll be doing my, my husband and, and fatherly duties here, and my wife will just walk by, and she's like, you got that look in your eye, like, I don't care what you're doing tomorrow, you're going and getting the boat, you're going to the river, and I'll see you when you get back, and thankfully my wife's cool like that, um, but, she just knows, you know? And so for me, it really is, it's, it's more, it's more than the guiding. It's more than all that. It It is, it's a place of solace and I think that's the best way, you know, to put it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we've heard some, from so many people in the fly fishing
1: community of how you know, the water's just healing, man, in a lot of different ways. Um, and, uh, you've definitely probably seen that in your own life. And, um, I know I've seen it in mine in certain instances and so many people talk about that of just, just, just the, just being outside in nature experiencing God's creation um, it, it's got it's got healing power I, I mean even like when
0: you're just, even when you're me getting tangled up and breaking off those rigs today like three <laughs> times because I don't know what the heck I'm <laughs> yeah. doing um, but even that it's like you're not thinking about anything else and your your mind for a minute gets to get away and we, we hear that all the time from all kinds of different people um, so that Spoke to me just today Uh, Didn't catch I caught fish We caught fish on the boat But for me it was more about Just having a full day To really be out there See the water Interact with people Um, Me, Taylor And get to hang out And so That that was really cool What is it about This Kind of There's two river systems up here But What is it that you've Kind of fallen in love with other than the beautiful scenery and
2: yeah, sure. Um, man, that it's such a loaded question. So I'll try to pinpoint it to like the top few things for me about up here. Um, ever since I moved here and I don't know whether it's luck fate or, or destiny or however you want to put it, but every human that I've ran into in the guiding industry has been extremely nice to me. And it was very easy for me to make friends. The first part of it. Right. I mean, just hands down, one of the first guys I met up here, his name's Marcus Atkins. He's a fellow guide. Um, It was just, hey, why'd you move up here? And I was like, well, I want to be a fly fishing guide, you know, and this is in a restaurant in downtown. And he's like, hey, well, I'm a guide. He's like, here's my number. Call me tomorrow. You can come jump on my boat. I'll show you the rivers. Right. No different than than how you and I, you know, us how we kind of met. So that's one thing is the people. And then I, I think the biggest part is the people. It, it really is besides, the, you know, the nature and, and how beautiful it is. But I've never ran into an issue with anyone up here. I've never ran into anybody that just kind of snubs you or anything in that nature. It's like the biggest thing about this community, especially the fly fishing, is we all kind of have this one common thing in interest. And it's just the outdoors, whether it's hiking or it's skiing over at Beach Mountain or it's going on the river or, you know, it's going on the Virginia Creeper Trail or it's doing this or that. But it's, it's really just the outdoors. And, and for me to be in that kind of community and this kind of goes back to Oregon. So when I lived out in Oregon and I ended up coming back to Alabama, the town that I lived in out there, I think the population was only like over 900 people. Right. But I fell in love with the geographics of the area and it was like, how do I find this? But in a semi Southern culture in East Tennessee, it was just it, you know? And so that for me, I guess that's really, it. it's the geographics and it's, and it's the people. It's just the people.
0: So we run, uh, we fished in the wintertime. It was a little chilly when we got started this morning. Um, You know, you and I had talked. Fish may be a little more lethargic, but we still had success. What would you say, do you think that that makes this fun for you too? The ups, like the differences and the seasons and that so many different ways you can fish this tailwater?
2: there absolutely uh that that's a huge part of it for me and i think a lot of that is my marine you know background and trying to interact and figure out how things work what makes them tick and figuring out that process to where you come out on top you know and, and part of you guys' questions today with me which were phenomenal questions was you know well, can you do this on this CFS rate? What section of the river can you do on this CFS rate? Or, you know, this time of year, what do the fish do in the, the long straight flats? Or what is it in the rapids? Or what is it in the riffles? There's literally, and I, I tell, I've told a lot of my clients this because I get that question a lot. It's like, what keeps you coming back to this? Because, you know, yeah, I've caught over 20 inch fish. I've caught big fish. I've caught small fish. I think the smaller ones are fun. But the, the biggest thing is, is, Every day that I go out there, whether I'm alone or with clients or or just anybody, there's always something for me to learn and to equate into that process of adding new success for the next season that's coming. And for me, that's, that's huge, right? A lot of people live in this mundane world to where things just get into a routine. There's not a routine on that river, whether it's for a safety reason or you're trying to figure out how to be more successful in catching fish. So, for me, that's it. It's it's the process.
1: And Taylor, you just hit on something that I think is so cool. And,
2: and I got to experience this today because we were uh,
1: coming up here, fishing in new water, fishing something else. You know, we consider ourselves – we're we're still novices. We're definitely not even – I wouldn't I even I more than a amateur. novice today. I think it's because I've been <laughs> off for so long.
0: I was hung up there. I didn't get hung in a tree today, which was, you know, a yeah, little yeah, bit nicer than normal. So, yeah. But I got still tangled up plenty of times. So, yes, novice is a very appropriate term there.
1: But – we have been, we've been fishing for almost 10 years now. And so I think uh, we have figured out a lot of stuff, but it was so cool coming up here today. And, and I think I told you this at one point, I was like, man, there, I just always want to learn. And that's the thing that I know that brings me back to fishing over and over and over again. Like as soon as I think I've got something figured out, boom, guy comes up here, teaches me how to throw a, a bounce rig, drop rig, whatever you want to well, call it. Was it was more uh, than
0: you even said on the boat. Hey, I listened to the guide to net that fish.
2: Yeah. I remember
0: how many fish you missed a couple. Right? Well,
1: I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd set the hook too hard on so many of these fish. And he's like, dude, it's like super subtle. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm finally going to listen to this guy. Which we kind of get
0: that in the cold weather times. You can't, yeah, you know, for
1: sure. for We sure. were
0: excited, man. We haven't been on the water in a while. It was,
1: Yeah, and it was was just something. It was very. It was. And you weren't having
0: to row me around, so it was. It was that was a good part. That's like a different day for you on the water. Yeah, (laughs) for sure.
1: But it was just neat because I felt like uh, you just hit on something that I think is so true. I think the thing that keeps bringing me back to this sport that we all love is I'm always. First of all, it, it is so healing. Like just being out there in that water today. That was my first time being out in like six weeks. Maybe even maybe even more longer than that. And uh being able to do that was just it was good for my soul. Um but then also the thing that keeps me coming back is the fact that as soon as I think I've got something figured out, I I, I think somebody was telling us recently on another podcast, like you don't know what you don't know until you realize it. Like it, and, and the more I hang out with people who fly
2: fish, the more I realize there is so much out there that I have no flipping clue about. There's so much out there that I still don't have a clue about right, um, you know, and I, I don't think anybody has perfected the process. I, there's definitely guys that have been doing it longer and that know more things that I don't, um, uh, but that's just part of the part of the thing and just staying humble and realizing that if you have an open mind, you're willing to talk to people and you're willing to let people show you things, that also goes back to the community of fly fishing because, like I said, it's the people for me, a lot of these guys. They have, they've taught me things that I would have never known if they wouldn't have gotten out there with me and just show me, you know, and that's just the good grace of people that you surround yourself with. Um, and it's amazing, but yeah, that's, it is, it's the process, you know, and if there are people that, you know, like you said, man, I mean, you just, you don't know what you know until you, you know, you don't know. I mean, that's just the thing. Just what a cool,
0: I just can see us coming back, Caleb, uh, to fish with Taylor, to fish on our own. And so much of that river i mean it was a it was a big river man just to see like i loved seeing all of it so i'm glad we did what we did today but i can also see us coming back and doing like a third a fourth
2: of what we did today just to like in the same amount of time yeah in the same amount of time so so yeah and we we you know we discussed it before you guys came up here and kind of asked you what you wanted to do so you know just just for the listeners to understand you know we blasted about 12 to 14 miles of river today in about six hours so we didn't stop anywhere we didn't fish runs out we didn't stop in streamer spots and throw streamers for 30 40 minutes we just floated straight through you know we were still successful with the fish we caught but that that does go back to say that and it's it's back to that process and that thing like you guys could come up here and hang out with me or anybody else here for the next five years And you're still going to want to come back because that one, that one quarter mile stretch that you just can't figure out. And I, I talked to you guys about that today. And that's part of the, the humility behind this. And even, even being a guide is that, you know, there's just things on the Watauga river that I, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. Um, But you know, that's part of it and that's the process and that's the fun in it. But there is, you guys can come back and fish this river one quarter out of mile time for five years and you're still not going to. Yeah. Fish it out.
0: But doesn't that yeah. make it... You want to be... I, if I'm hiring or booking a guide, to me that is awesome to hear you say that you're learning. It's not like you're getting on the boat saying, okay, boys, we've got this figured out. This is what we're going to do. Every day, got to have a, learn, like a lifelong learner mentality in anything you do. And fishing is just another one of those where you have to be a learner at all times and just constantly honing in skills or but I want to say this too, being on the boat with you was a cool experience. The fishing side, like hearing stories, just talking telling funny things uh, about this house <laughs> yeah. or that. House. I mean, just, you know, <laughs> the funny stuff we learned today was cool.
2: I'll <laughs> shout that out. And a, and a lot of guys from uh, Tennessee or who have fished here and know about are about to laugh, but definitely told them the, uh, them ain't my cow story. Um, and, and that's one for the book for ages. And I appreciate you saying you guys just enjoyed hanging out with me. And I've, you know, as a, as a, as a new-ish guide, um, you know, there are some tough days where, you know, the fishing can be tough. And like I told you guys, like, I am fully aware that people are paying a lot of money to come do this, right? And so you have to give them the best experience possible. And I think, you know, a lot of that is is part of it. Um You know, and you just got to keep going and keep going with it and keep keep the learning going.
0: I mean, having an experience is really what we've tried to encourage people, especially dads. Hey, when you're going fishing with your kids or even when you're going fishing, like we were not with our kids today, because it was just me and you and Taylor, it's about the experience. And the experience started from this morning through the whole day. It's, it's, a, it yeah, a great from experience. our road trip here from Western yeah. North
1: Carolina to, I mean, it's, it's to getting out and hanging out, going to see some cool spots, um, hearing lots of great East Tennessee stories. Uh, I learned more today how similar East Tennessee and Western North Carolina are. So, uh, especially from the people standpoint. And, uh, yeah, man, just, just a great experience on the water. And, um, I can't, I can't wait to come back and do it again. And, yeah, anybody out there listening, if you're, uh, if you're wanting to check out, um, an awesome experience on the water on the South Holston or on the Watauga River. Make sure to hit Taylor up and uh, we'll, we'll share all of his details here in just a minute of where you can find him. They'll be in the show notes with this podcast as
2: well.
0: All right. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come talk, uh, which makes this even special for us. Dad's on the fly. We're talking to a, a, a new or er dad. I wouldn't say brand new, but it's brand new. We're going to come back and talk about that here in just a second. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Maggie Valley Fly Shop. Maggie Valley Fly Shop is your go-to stop in Western North Carolina for all your fly fishing needs.
1: Whether you're looking to book a guided trip or you're wanting to go catch some gear that you may need before you hit the stream, hop into Maggie Valley Fly Shop, grab a cup of coffee, get all the gear you need. And go enjoy a great day on the water in Western North Carolina. You can also check them out online at MaggieValleyFlyShop
0: We're back with dads on the fly with Mister Taylor Clarman of River Run Angling. Did I say that correct? That's correct. River Run Angling, yeah. and um, Taylor may be our newest dad on the fly we've had on the show, Caleb. Okay,
1: Absolutely. Look yeah.
0: Okay, Taylor is the father of a. Uh, four
2: four, four month four, old, uh, four month old. Uh, so the twenty sixth Christmas Day made her made her four months old. So she's four months and some change. That's awesome, man! And so little girl, little girl, yep,
1: little girl. So uh, you're four months into it. You're the youngest. Newest, How, newest dad, sorry, not youngest dad, Yeah, yeah. We've had. Newest dad that we have had on which the show. Which is awesome, by the way. I think yeah, that's which great. That so we're, awesome,
0: we've man. had dads that have kids that are in their 30s. and So now we, might, wear this form
1: we might
2: have fun with this yes.
1: for a minute if you're okay, <laughs> Taylor. <'cause, laughs> hey, man, uh, please, we please have do. We've a good time with this. So tell us, what's it been like so far with a four month
2: old? Um, you know, it's just kind of one of those experiences that no matter how much you try to explain it to somebody who hasn't been through it, like, they're just never going to understand, you know? And it kind of equates back to that military thing. It's like, if, you, if you've if you never been through it, it's like, you just cannot explain it to anybody. He, he just
1: compared being a dad to serving in the military. Well,
2: I was so. going to ask... <laughs> so yeah, I was going to ask... Because
0: I can't remember back this far, but... And I wasn't fly fishing as much then, but what's more difficult, you know... F- fooling a big brown trout on the tailwater or, you know, changing that diaper and getting, getting somebody to bed on, top, you know, or do they, they both have their challenges?
2: Yeah. I, you know, probably, uh, probably dealing with a, a four month old and then, uh, I don't know. I, so it's kind of back to my wife thing. I've just, you know, I'm super lucky cause she pretty much, she takes care of a lot of that stuff, but, uh, there, there's definitely days. Uh, so for all the, uh, Clothes maker, baby clothes makers out there. Baby clothes shouldn't come with snap-on buttons. <laughs> this is good. Yes. Yeah, that was right. talking. Could yeah. not agree more. Right, zippers <laughs>
1: are where it's at. Zippers right. only. So why do we put buttons on
2: there? Uh, there was a day not too long ago where I sent my mom a picture because I had the baby by myself all day. My wife, my wife does work uh five days a week, and uh you know I have the ability to work work from home with my other job and, and mix in the guiding as much as I can, but. um so there was a day where I sent my mom a picture and she said her only response was, was guess dad dressed her today. <laughs> and I was like super proud of myself. Yeah. And then I turned around and kind of looked at the outfit and I was like, yeah, that's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rough.
0: Uh, getting those buttons to line up. I used to have trouble with that, man. Just getting everything just right with the leg. Yeah. Zippers are
1: where it's at. Dude, the worst would be. So our, uh, our youngest son he had some health issues and so in the middle of the night we would have a lot of trouble with him and sleeping and stuff you know somebody would have gifted us the button pajamas and like you're having to change them to a full change at 2 a.m in the morning and you're like why in the heck did we put buttons on these things
2: yeah that's that's probably my biggest uh complaint as far as the baby goes but um so for me uh, and, you know, I got to talk to you guys about my, my other job that I, I get to do from home and, uh, you know, and, and I guide and we kind of had this baby right at the right time to where it was fall season. I knew things were going to slow down as far as guiding goes. And, and I had this huge conversation with my wife and I'm like, like, yeah, like I got it. I'll be home with her all day. You can still work. You know, when you're done with maternity leave, you can go back and do this um you know and that's just how it's gonna be like i got this we'll figure out the spring in the spring when i start guiding a lot but you could still work two to three days a week but like you know i'm i'm gung-ho into this how all this is gonna plan out right so here we are i'm a month and a half or two months into daddy daycare at home while working my my other job from the computer and this literally happened so the other day my wife walked in and uh i handed her the baby and I said, you can quit your job tomorrow. And it wasn't like, a, hey, we've made it and just hit the lottery. You can quit your job. It was like, and this is exactly what I told her. Dads are not meant to stay home all day with infant children, childs, especially a girl. And I'm not doing this anymore. And you really don't have a choice. So you either turn like turn in your two-week notice. I, like, I don't care. Just quit tomorrow. <laughs> 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 and the room kind of fell silent and she just looked at me and she's like wait like oh like you're serious like you've had enough like you're done and i was like been done been done for a <laughs> month now like try you know and it was one of those humbling uh, moments yeah, yeah. though uh to just where i was i mean i just yeah you know she's she's so she is uh you know she's gonna be done with her job and stay home with the kid for a year or so until you know until That's until cool, cooper man. can go into uh daycare or whatever the next step is but that's how my experience is gone. <laughs> you know, it, it it came crashing to a head in this past week, where it, I just handed her the child back and was like, "I love her with all my heart, but I, I can't do this.
0: I need and you completely. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Completely it's, understand, man. It's a man. team effort <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um,
1: well, and you talked about, so my wife's a stay at home mom. And, okay, uh, and we yeah. know everybody's got to figure figure it out and do what's best for them, but like she she leaves for the day sometimes on because I'm awful lot on Fridays, and so like mm. during uh, during the summer she'll leave on a Friday and go visit her mom and her sister. And I'll be with the boys by myself for a full day. And especially when they were younger. Now they're older. It's a little bit different. Cause sure. you know, we can go do some fun stuff. We can go to the river and things like that. But you know, when they're under two, it's a, different ball game man and i'm just like when she comes back home and i'm just like you i'm like i need to pay you more like you need a raise <laughs> Cause well, it is, it, it's a different it's a different game
2: yeah and that, that's a huge thing that you know in the realistic side of it and what we looked at you know basically what we would be cha- paying for childcare yeah. and all that stuff it just makes sense but uh yeah it, it's been a humbling experience man and and I think the thing that has just, you know, sometimes you have mind-blowing experiences in life where when you get done with it, you're like, what just happened? And uh, one of them was the other day. um, You know, wife's gone at work all day, and uh, I finally came to the realization that whether the child is asleep or not doesn't matter because your level of attention that you have to pay to a newborn, they can literally sleep all day. And when my wife walks through the door and I give her, you know, hand her off, I feel like I got hit by a bus. I get that. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, if she's this way now, like, you know, like, yeah, it's for the wife, man. She's oh, she's going to kill it's, it. So. It's
0: going to get way more fun, though. We even sure. talked about, you know, um, you're, you're going to get that. Little Miss Cooper's going to be on that She'll Cadillac, be Cadillac Stealthcraft before long. And, and you're going to be doing <laughs> some fishing and and uh, yeah. but. It's an, me and Caleb try to encourage everybody to do this, and everybody told me when I was younger, and my kids were younger, you know, it's gonna fly by, and you, you're like, nah, it's really not. And when you're in it, you really don't think it is because you're in it. But um, man, what what a great time to be a dad when they're when they're that age and just watching them grow and change and and how much those moments just
1: mean. Yeah, we laugh though too because uh, Joshua says that, and all I'm thinking is, you know. You do like the dad, like the parents, the older parents and stuff. They're like, man, mine just graduated college. I'm telling you, it goes by so fast. And that sentiment is so true. I mean, my kids, I can't believe they're the age they are already. But when you're in it, like especially of like a newborn or a toddler, like you don't tell a parent of a toddler or newborn that like it's going by fast because it feels like it's taking forever. Oh, I, like I am mean, glad yeah. to
0: take little Cooper tonight and <laughs> yeah. help you in any way I could, But <laughs> in the about moment. when I'm ready, to, I'd be glad to give her back. You know, it's like I'm out of that oh, yeah, stage. For sure,
2: man. It is, you for know, sure. and it's it's such a life changing experience for me. And uh, you know, we you, we kind of got a little more in depth with it on the boat today, but uh you know, it wasn't it wasn't ever really a part of of what I thought I was going to do in life uh, as far as getting married or have a kid. And, and you know, and it's ended up that way. And in and, uh, my mom, you know, I I guess uh, how special it is, you know, and talking about the time that goes by. But, you know, the minute that uh, my wife, you know, she was in labor and, and Cooper's head came out, then, uh, you know, it was just this moment of where, like, I felt a physical change and it's the oddest thing and i've tried to explain it to people and you guys might get it um i felt a physical change in my brain and, and i don't know what it was but it was just something seeing her and knowing, you know that she was there and i was explaining this to my mom and my mom looked at me and she's like, you don't have to tell me because my mom was in delivery with us and my mom looked at her, and she said i saw it happen in your eyes you know like it, your whole life changes and uh you know you just you won't ever get these moments back with them and and no matter how frustrated i get or how mad i get at the buttons on the pants you know Amen, it's, it's just it is it's a cool experience and um you yeah, know it's life-changing it, it changes your life for it sure it's a
0: life-changing experience and one that we all sit here and know how much it's meant to us and you know
1: and i think the thing that that we're trying to do with our show and that you know you're probably already beginning to understand it's just uh you know as far as dads go sometimes we we while the mom dude if my wife wasn't around for our kids when they were younger they wouldn't have survived <laughs> like sure like, yeah like she has a really important job and um she's way better at better at it than i ever could be but at the same time there's something important about dads being intentional in their kids lives even at those really young ages i think and even at those times because uh you're making you're making moments now with her that, that while, yeah, she's not going to remember them, um, you're developing bonds and doing things at this stage that, that are going to have an effect when she's a teenager and even a, a
2: adult. That's 100%. And, uh, you know, we kind of joked about today, as I told you guys, like, my wife and I, I can honestly say I've never really had any kind of, like, major fight or issue or anything. Um, but one of the things... <laughs> that uh we kind of got into it over i mean and of course it was just me being me but i was like hey like it's beautiful weather on sunday like we just need to go ahead and throw the, you know like well, let's just take her on the boat and she's like have you lost your mind <laughs> yeah. i'm like it's, but they make it's, baby it's, infant life nope. jackets <laughs> <laughs> i can't tell you where my wife would have and, said and to here's me. the
0: thing the, the, <laughs> i know what my wife would have said and she would be like yeah but I know you, and you yeah. don't think yeah. when you're like doing adventures or out on these seven-inch fish, and all of a sudden my yeah. child's going to be. So yeah, that, we get
2: that that moment. And and uh, back to what Caleb was saying, though, after we you know calmed down from our, our little tiff over that, which wasn't a big deal at all. But um, I realized, and uh, I had a good fishing buddy here, fly but He's got two kids. You know, he's a great guy. But he told me uh, while we were going through the pregnancy, he was like. He's like, hey, man, I I just want to tell you this and don't take it the wrong way. And I said, what is it? And he's like, look, you know, I've got a son and a daughter. Um, You're you're very insignificant in their life until they get, you know, an age to where they actually really are going and doing things with you. Yeah. And I took that so hard because I was like, you know, what do you mean? Like, you know, I'm going to be so significant in this kid's life. And here it is, we're four months into this. And I'm like, Hey, what time are you coming home? <laughs> like, you know, like where but I I really realized that and it goes back to what Caleb was saying though, is like I know that there's gonna be such uh influence and impact in my daughter's life from me. It may not be right this second, yeah. but it's coming and it's gonna be like the fly fishing and all you know, the stuff we like to do and what you teach your kids. But fly fishing is it's gonna be a staple of her life for, for you know, probably one of the first ones and it's going to be probably one of the most long lasting ones for a long time. But you're
0: also just in being a dad, a a, a new dad. um, And, you know, going through all that, you're still setting. It 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 worked on me when I was a young dad, it's working on your, you know, and so you have that balance and it's obviously doing a great job and getting to do what you want. And, and you just, you know, you're starting a, a full life here as we've heard today, like, in your own place and, and, and going at it, man. Yeah.
2: I've, I've done, uh, it, it's funny. Um, I, I've done everything. That's the American picture. looks like, uh, you know, for a, for a guy, it's like, you know, got married, had the kid, uh, we close on a house, um, you know january 13th we're going to be moving on the 14th but it's you know it's house car baby wife kid and, and yeah i mean i've i feel like you know in the past two years i mean i've just knocked all this stuff out and uh i wouldn't trade it for anything i really wouldn't but it is it's a you know it's a rodeo it's a grind yeah man i think to kind of bring this whole conversation full circle though uh you know
1: we had a great conversation talking about the fact of when we were on the river Um, The thing that keeps bringing us back to fly fishing is the fact that we don't have it all figured out yet. And we don't know, you know, all the tricks and all the things. And, you know, there's always that thing that keeps bringing us back. And I think it's so true. The same thing with, with raising kids, like. As soon as you think you know something, you find out real quick how much you do not know. You don't have a clue. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're, just, they're just they're kids. And, they're so different. And, and there's change. no there's no expert man. There's no there's no manual that says hey you should do it this way and follow this to the book because every kid's so different. Just like every section of water so different. And uh, I've learned uh, that very quickly in, we, in we've my had to short that
2: existence. Out here with uh my child and it is man there's you know one day we're doing this and then the next day that doesn't work and you know you're going yeah, you sometimes you're staring at the wall just yeah. being, you one know. day that when's mom coming home <laughs> <laughs> yeah one day that mickey mouse here?
0: clubhouse video gets them right to sleep when they're little and then the yeah. next day you're totally doing some other food that doesn't even work so but you know that's yeah, why
1: two I, days ago they loved bananas now yeah they now they them. don't <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but you know taylor we can definitely say you uh you fit right in with dads on the fly man you're, you're 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 doing it all maybe maybe not as on the fly as we do he's a little (laughs) little, as a a little more organized but uh you're you're definitely a dad on the fly and we appreciate you but before we go um with this episode i wanted to just have uh you know you've you've kind of been all over the world yeah um we don't we didn't really ask this on the boat today we know you obviously live here in east tennessee you get to fish these waters where's some other cool places you've gotten to fish um, I know you grew up in you know Mobile Bay Area, but what are some other cool places you got to fish? Maybe
2: yeah. So uh, obviously Oregon, um, I've been you know Oregon, Montana is great uh, as far as the fly fishing goes. Uh, one of my most favorite places it was salt fishing, but Costa Rica. Uh, but you know, if you follow uh, Jake Jordan and some of these other East Coast uh, salt fly fishing guides, uh, you'll realize very quickly. You know they go down there and stretch out fly rods on sailfish and blue marlin all that stuff all the time, but uh, Costa Rica and then, uh, Cherokee, which is kind of you guys' back door. Um, you know, those have been some of my most favorite places to fish. And I think through all my travels with, uh, fly fishing just in general is that, um, you know, every stretch of water is different. There are so many different methods, but, uh, I really try to encourage people this in conversation that I just have with folks all the time. You know, there's a lot of people in the United States are like, they want to jet set and go somewhere, right? I've been coast to coast. I've driven coast to coast three different times, three different occasions. I've gotten to fish all these different places. I really just want to leave the listeners and encourage, you know, encourage this. Check out the United States. I really don't think you are going to find a geographical place that holds as much as what the United States holds. As you will another country, sure you can go to another destination and target like one species or one fish. That's cool and all. Check out what's in your backyard, as in the United States, because there is more here than there is across this you know planet. So,
0: I love it, man. Um, you got anything else, Caleb? Well, let's do one more. So we did. If you could pick your day and say it's just a perfect weather day. How are you going to nymph? Are you going to dry fly? I know you love it all. We talked about you keep all the you keep all your you know setups in your boat in case yep. what the conditions. But for you to catch these trout that are that are just awesome up here, if you could just do it, and you knew they were going to respond to this method. How would you like to catch him, buddy?
2: Yeah, so this was uh, kind of not a newly discovered thing, but it was, you know, it was newly to me, and this just happened two weeks ago. You know, it's freezing cold. Uh, The high for that day was 30. I was fishing with Taga. I was with a fellow guide that I fished with all time. We figured out, uh, we found some fish in some uh, slower pools of water on a streamer, and it was just one of those days. It was one of the better days of fishing that I've had, and within an hour and a half, I mean, we were... Four fish over 20 inches. We had six other fish that were over 15. And it was just as simple as throwing a streamer out there, letting it slow drift, really short shakes on it. And these fish were just annihilating it. I hadn't been a huge streamer fisherman up until that point. But it's so ingrained in my brain right now that if I could go out and learn something and do something get better at it right now, streamer fishing is definitely it. I love it that's really cool man well uh we're going to begin to wrap this conversation up joshua but uh before we
1: do uh taylor you were mentioning some stuff to us off air that uh i would love to kind of kind of talk a little bit about um you shared with us the fact that through your military career uh you experienced some really difficult things Uh, you experienced a lot of um a lot of hurt a lot of a lot of pain a lot of loss um and we talked about this in the first half of the episode but fly fishing was really really healing for you um We never know who's listening to this show. um, But if you had any way that you could speak to someone who struggles with stuff like that, maybe it's not through the military in general, but maybe it's just people struggling with with a lot of pain, and a lot of loss. um, What what would you say to them?
2: Honestly, I would, uh, you know, no different what I did, you know, with you guys or anything else except the shoes on the other foot. Call me, you know, email me. Tell me that you've got a day that you can come fish with me. And it's. Not even, a, like I said, it's not even about going out there and catching 100 fish, right? Um, I, I saw another podcast, and it's, it's unrelated to this, and it's completely different, but there was a guy on there, and he said, those hard days that you go through, bring them to me. And the guy said, why? And he said, I've already beat them. Come see me. And it was just so influential at that point to where, whether, you know, I did, We we experienced some loss in Afghanistan, and, you know, we're not going to go into all of it, but... I've beat those hard days for me a lot. That's what Oregon did for me. I was able to go out there and clear my head and come back to the East Coast and, and and get to do what I love now. But I've beaten a lot of those hard days. And there's some days, you know, a couple times a year that are still hard. But if you can call me or you can email me, it's not necessarily I want to know what's bugging you or bothering you. It's one of those things where I don't care about the issue. I care about the solution. If you're going through those hard times, if you got something you just can't shake – Come spend the day with me on the river or, or come, come wade with me. Come just let me float you down the river. And not that. If you can't get to me, get outside, get outside, get some sunlight, get your feet wet, fill the grass under your toes. I had a guy tell me a long time ago and it was unrelated to the military or anything. We were talking about a friend that was having some issues and this guy was a lot older than me and he turned and looked at me and he said, you know what his problem is? I said, no, sir, what is it? He said he hasn't had enough sand between his toes in a long time. He (laughs) said somebody needs to put the sand there. That's good. And that really resonated with me. So if I can put the sand between your toes, whether it's through a guided trip or, you know, anything outdoors, call somebody, get outdoors, go see your friends, talk to people. That's pretty simple.
0: All right, before we uh, close this episode, we want to let everyone just remind them how to find out, um, how to get in touch with Taylor. So, taylor the website is tell everybody
2: yeah so the website's riverrunangling.com uh there's a contact info form in there just click on it you can send me an email uh i respond to texts i respond to phone calls all the numbers you know the the main numbers on the website's my cell phone number call text me email me and uh you know we'll respond and instagram is riverrunangling correct yep riverrunangling
1: okay Awesome. Well, we encourage anybody who's coming to East Tennessee that wants to get on uh, the South Holston or the Watauga or go just have an awesome day floating on the river to uh, to give Taylor a shout. Um, Joshua, uh, there's one there's one way I want to close this thing out. Is there anything you got before we close it out?
0: No, man. I just can't wait to get back up here and fish for Taylor again sometime, buddy.
1: Yeah, man. We can't thank you enough for for your hospitality and getting us on the water today. Um, you mentioned this. Uh, you mentioned this. Uh, I think it's a song or, or poem that you said you'd found and uh I think uh, I think it's a poem that maybe got turned into a song. Um and uh but you said it really spoke to you before you went out to to Oregon and uh before you got involved with Project Healing Waters and stuff like that. And I wanted to see I just wanted to ask you and if you don't want to do this, man, we'll cut it out and we'll cut this whole section out. Yes, yeah, sir. No but problem. would you would you be comfortable reading that?
2: Yeah, I mean I can read
1: it. Not the whole thing, but just that, that section that really Stood out to you Is that the one You were talking about
2: Yeah Okay Yeah so um, So I can't remember How I came across this I'm pretty sure It was when I was going Through my own Deal with Project Tilling Waters And uh, I do want to give One shout out To John Mauser. John Mauser Was the first person To ever put a fly rod In my hand And I really Appreciate him for that uh, but I found this poem somewhere along the way You know, and I was this Marine at the time And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm over here reading poems, you know, it's kind of weird But when I did find this, it just resonated and it hit home And it's kind of, I guess uh, the mantra of it's always stuck with me So we'll just read a little excerpt from it and be done with it But uh, So one of the, <clears throat> one of the paragraphs in it's it's Because the river don't talk, the river don't care Where you've been, what you've done Why it is you're standing there It just flows on by whispering to your soul. It's going to be all right. The river just knows. And so people can take that for what it's worth. But for me, it was uh, I was telling Josh and Caleb, for me, it was a resonating moment, you know, coming home and, and or being in the military and all that stuff. You know, a lot of times I would be places and nobody knew what I went through or what, you know, my platoon and other people went through. But I did. And I always felt like people kind of had this prejudgmental, you know, look at you. And once I read that poem, it just being in the river, it made me understand that that was a day for me that I could go out there. And the river doesn't care who you are, how much money you make, where you've been, what tragedy you've been through, what great things you've been through. It's just you in the river and you can get out there and just be, you know, you can be with yourself and that's OK.
1: And that's how we're going to end it. Thank
2: yeah, you, man.
0: I just think that we need to, that's kind of what we find, Caleb, also in, in our faith, man. Yeah. And and that's what that that meant to me while he was reading that is, you know, the the Jesus that we love is the same way and that loves us. He, he doesn't care what you've been through. He, he just wants to love on you.
1: Absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Dazzling Fly. Taylor, thank you for hanging out with us, man. And until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired and encouraged you as a parent or an angler as we wade through faith, family, and fishing all on the fly. Make sure to check us out at dadsonthefly.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Dads on the Fly. Shoot us a message as we always love hearing from you all. If you'd like to check out any Dads on the Fly merchandise, you can find it there as well. And as always, if you can, leave us a rating or review and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time, tight lines.